0: I start my internship on Monday.
1: I am so excited for you. I was trying to figure out what you needed to prep for on Monday. That (laughs) makes so much sense.
0: Yeah. I realized later that I had not told you. And I was like,
1: (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) On like a related thing, because I have to start prepping graduate school applications, I'm like starting to investigate what should be on all of my papers, like Mm -hmm. things I have done that are relevant versus not relevant. Mm Mm-hmm. I did so many things. Mm-hmm. Someone should have told me to slow down, I think to myself, and then I'm like, everyone I'm like, told me to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Evil eyes. Yeah, like, I'm just, everyone tells me to slow down all of the time, and yet here I am. My name is Heidi, and I am trying to slow the F train
0: down. And my name's Rory, and my interest internship starts on Monday. Doing great. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about one of the we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers, spoilers ahead.
1: It is only our second nonfiction, I realized. Yes. And I am so happy that on this podcast, we don't do big kid nonfiction. Like, no. It just, there are other podcasts, mm-hmm. there are other places. Mm-hmm. We're talking this week about (laughs) national bestseller, An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth, Hmm. by Colonel Chris Hadfield. Hmm. What a good person.
0: (laughs) What a sweet, determined, (laughs) I expected sweet boy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) no. Well.
1: I love it so much. I would like to read the first paragraph. Okay.
0: Did we want to read a...
1: Oh, yeah. We want to read the back. Or the flap. Yes.
0: <laughs> Could Yes, you can read the I flap. Can read that. Okay.
1: And then I'll read the first.
0: Uh, Colonel Chris Hadfield has spent decades training as an astronaut and has logged nearly 4,000 hours in space. During this time, he has broken into a space station with a Swiss Army knife, disposed of a live snake while piloting a plane, and been temporarily blinded while clinging to the exterior of an orbiting spacecraft. The secret to Colonel Hadfield's success and survival is an unconventional philosophy he learned at NASA. Prepare for the worst and enjoy every moment of it. In, a, in, an, uh, in an astronaut's guide to life on Earth, Colonel Hadfield takes readers deep into his years of training and space exploration to show how to make the impossible possible. Through eye-opening, entertaining stories that convey the adrenaline of launch, the mesmerizing wonder of spacewalks, and the measured, calm responses mandated by crises... He explains how conventional wisdom can get in the way of achievement and happiness. His own extraordinary education in space has taught him some counterintuitive lessons. Don't visualize success, do care what others think, and always sweat the small stuff. You may never be able to build a robot, pilot a spacecraft, make a music video, or perform basic surgery in zero gravity like Colonel Hadfield, but his vivid and refreshing insights will teach you how to think like an astronaut and will change completely the way you view life on Earth, especially your own.
1: (laughs) I'm realizing the hardcover flap is somewhat longer than the (laughs) softcover. Like the paperback, I'm like, there's more? There's there's more. <laughs> I saw your
0: face halfway through and I'm like, uh oh, yeah. gotta keep going. I'm just gonna show
1: you how short my paragraph is because it is like Oh a, wow, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is significantly
0: <laughs> shorter. Especially your own.
1: That being said, it is I mean, it was better in the hardcover. I was just mm-hmm. surprised. Okay. This is the first paragraph of the book. My God. Okay. The windows of a spaceship casually frame miracles. Every 92 minutes, another sunrise. A layer cake that starts with orange, then a thick wedge of blue, then the richest, darkest icing, decorated with stars. The secret patterns of our planet are revealed. Mountains bump up rudely from orderly plains. Forests are green gashes edged with snow. Rivers glint in the sunlight, twisting and turning like silvery worms. Continents splay themselves out whole, surrounded by islands sprinkled across the sea, like delicate shards of shattered eggshells. I'm sorry, what? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Excuse me? Sir, you, you are a blow. scientist. <laughs> you can't do that in the first paragraph of this book. I am offended. <laughs> I am offended that you are both an astronaut. Like, like all scientists, yeah, but like, an astronaut. <laughs> I mean... Who just did yeah. that. Broke. You just did that. And I mean, I- this... For a
1: biography, this really is framed in in one of the most interesting ways. And, like, anyone less than an astronaut, it feels a little bit weird for them to be like, my life is an object lesson. But also, like, this man can tell me all of the object lessons he wants to because all of his experiences are so good and interesting. And and so, like, important, Mm -hmm. the idea of sweating the small stuff, which I have taken in stride. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. Yes.
0: Always sweat the small stuff. Like one of the biggest things you have to think about when running a group of like a lot of people Mm -hmm. or like, you know, getting them to do a game or like is the small stuff like that's the most important. Like, yeah, think of the big picture of the game, but you have to get the rules down to where everybody understands it. You have to get all the supplies down, like Mm -hmm. the tiniest of supplies. You can't just be like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You have to, like, you have to sweat the small stuff or else the big stuff won't matter. Yeah. Because, like, oh, that was a great idea, but... There's also, like, like oh. yeah, and even even in, like, the
1: the most basic things, like, if you take what everybody knows about, like, the life-changing magic of tidying up, mm-hmm. like, that yeah. whole thing, like, you could take that entire philosophy into sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Like, don't bother with everything. Mm -hmm. take everything is only a pile of one things yeah like one thing multiplied and and that is much more interesting The i think the thing like i've read this book before Mm -hmm. um and it just blew my friggin mind like every Uh single page has highlighting yeah but the quote that i think i've like completely changed my whole life philosophy Uh around is i only wait where is it okay it's on page three I got to page three and had a new life philosophy. Yep. There was only one option. I decided I had to imagine what an astronaut might do if he were nine years old and then do the exact same thing. I could get started immediately. And I (laughs) live my whole life like, what would my, like, if I get everything that I want, what would that career, what would that person be doing right now? Yeah. And just doing that. Yeah. It also helps with that whole fake it till you make it thing, which is ridiculous. I hate that. It's like, no, no, no. Become it
0: till you are. Yeah. Like, Like, you can't fake it. Like, it's... There's a difference between, like, becoming a thing and, like, immersing yourself in a thing or lying. Like, fake it till you make it sounds like lying to people until Mm -hmm. they... Until you accept you as this fake person. Yeah. Well, like, becoming it until you are it. Like, immersing yourself into it until you are accepted is completely different because you are becoming the thing. Mm-hmm. It's just they're waiting, um, or you're just waiting until everybody else sees you as that thing. Yeah. Which is a different, it's, it's something different.
1: Yeah. There's this really cool concept, related, kind mm-hmm. of, but I want to bring it up because it's so good and I want more people to know <laughs> about it. Right. But it was a Hank Green thing, Hank Green, uh, uh-huh. diversify your identity. And it's like uh-huh. this idea of you can't put your value in just the thing that you do. Right. Um, which is kind of in this book as well because like he talks mm-hmm. about how later in the book he talks about how his only regret or like one of his very few regrets in life is that he beat his son in a race in the pool when the kid w- when his son was young uh-huh. because it's it was like he couldn't put down being an astronaut long enough to be a dad uh-huh. in like that one moment and he's right. like i know my son's like not still heard about it but right. i'm still heard about it like but i'm still, I still upset with that um, I was talking to somebody and I was like, I don't get to decide whether this part of my career is successful. Like I don't yeah. get to decide these things like other people decide whether I get to be this kind of person. Yeah. I get to decide whether or not I'm a good sister or whether or not uh-huh. I'm a good friend or whether or not I'm a good daughter. Um, but if I prioritize being a good this thing that other people decide if I get to do. Yeah. Um, I will lose all of those other things along the way. Yeah. And so that was that was a big thing. And like this book is a very good book balance and like he checks in with his wife and stuff uh-huh. about like am I balancing being all of the things I have to be? Right. And like do I need to back off of like am I working too hard? And and you know, his wife being like, Right, look, I can do eighty percent of the parenting, but you need to show up for the last twenty yeah. percent or else this ain't gonna work. But right. and he's like, Oops.
0: Whoopsie oh. Helen is so great. I love her. And he loves her so much. It's great. I really do hate
1: when an author is apologetic about how much they like their spouse, and like
0: he's so no, not. The Colonel, like, she's so amazing. Like honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, there's a quote in the very beginning. Yeah,
1: that's like <laughs> we are racing. To- I found it. I found it. I found <laughs> it. I found it. <laughs> a lot of people who meet us remark that it can't be easy being married to a highly driven, take charge, overachiever who views moving house as a sport. And I have to confess that it is not. Being married to Helen has at times been difficult for me. She's intimidatingly capable.
0: <laughs> She's intimidatingly <laughs> capable. Yeah, that, but also there's there's another one.
1: Oh, we're racing to two different quotes. Noise.
0: Nice. I know. I don't think I highlighted it, but I just it came in my mind. I couldn't find it, but it was basically like um talking about how it helped to have someone so kick ass I found by it. his side
1: I, I know exactly which quote you're looking for yeah. I think she's an uber doer kind of She's an Uber doer, exactly the kind of person you want to have riding. You want riding shotgun while you're chasing a big goal and also trying to have a life.
0: Yeah, there you go. While
1: achieving both things may not take a village, it sure does take a team. Yeah, yeah, it
0: sure does take a team. Yeah. That's such a
1: good. Oh, that's
0: a that's they're they're great. Oh, they're so great, and she's just yeah. No, it just it reminds me of John Mulaney. They're just both unapologetically loving their spouse, <laughs> like. They just know that their spouse is like amazing and like, like, wow. How does that person exist? Oh yeah.
1: Oh, this is such a good quote. I love it so much Mm -hmm. because it, it, it hits me where I live. Right. The imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and also the, uh, the don't be proud of being smart in third grade. Uh Early success is a terrible teacher. You're essentially being rewarded for a lack of preparation. So when you find yourself in a situation where you must prepare, you can't do it. You don't know how.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I've noticed, like, as time goes on. um, And, like, as we progress further and further through um, school... They get worse and worse grades because they never had to prepare because they're smart. <laughs> and so they never had to study or like do yeah. any of that or like pay attention really at all. And they won't
1: learn like yeah. they don't want to. Yeah.
0: And, and they don't want to put that extra work in because mm-hmm. they never had to before. So why should I now?
1: Well, it's also that thing of like that. P- procrastinate people are like how come procrastinators how can you be a procrastinator and a perfectionist yeah and it's like the two things almost always go hand in hand because somebody who like strives to do their best is not a perfectionist they just want to do a good job yeah but if you're a perfectionist you have to procrastinate because you have to leave yourself not enough time yeah because what if it doesn't turn out perfectly and you did take enough time yeah like you have to not Give yourself enough time so that you can fall back on that if it doesn't work. Right. And it's like, that is not an astronaut thing to do. No. (laughs) No. Mm, Being a zero. I love that so much. Uh, The ideal entry is not to sail in and make your presence known immediately. It's to ingress without causing a ripple. The best way to contribute to a brand new environment is not by trying to prove what a wonderful addition you are. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. by trying to have a neutral impact to observe and learn from those who are already there and to pitch in with the grunt work wherever possible. One benefit of aiming to be a zero—it's an attainable goal. Hey,
0: <laughs> and I'm like, I love it so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can't just come into a place and just spout all of your ideas and stuff because it's just—it's—it's it's not gonna work, bro. Yeah. Especially if you don't know how that place works, you don't know if they've already tried that idea. Yeah. Like, you're just gonna look like an asshole. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like you're just yeah. gonna be like, yeah, we tried that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for thinking we're stupid.
1: Also, like whenever we introduce a new work system, like at work, whenever something Uh gets added, um, whenever I can, like I'll try to follow it to the letter, whatever Mm -hmm. I think like whatever I think could make it better, I'll follow it to the letter for long enough that I can see like where the problems actually crop up. Right. And anytime I remember to do that instead of immediately making suggestions or like immediately trying to revise it. Right. Like the, the, the fixes are the easiest to implement and also like the best possible fix for this. Right. Um as opposed to a fix it it's like oh this seems like it would make it easier turns out it's more work yeah. like yeah. this is harder
0: yeah you have to know how the machine works before you mm-hmm. f- fix before you fix it
1: yeah you have to see it read go the through manual. its cycles
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh. like even if the problem mm-hmm. isn't like even if the problem isn't f- um, addressed in the manual if you read it Then you have, like, a deep understanding of the object and you can then help out or, like, Mm -hmm. fix it. Well, and the NASA thing of, like,
1: there is always a procedure for it means that if you run into something where there isn't a procedure, like, everybody already knows, broadly speaking, what won't work. Right. Like, you're jumping into something where everybody is, like, an expert at what they can try. Like we can, like, we need to run this. We need to run this. We need to run this. And like, we all know that we have, you know, okay guys, this is not a hurry. We have a week to solve this problem. Like it seems very bad, but we have enough food and water and air for a full week and we can always leave. Yeah. Like if we have to, we can leave. So let's fix this, but we don't have to rush through it. And that's really cool. Like that's such a good way of looking at things. Yeah.
0: Oh, there's this quote that kind of goes with that. The beauty of flight rules is that they create certainty when we have to make tough calls. I love it. I love it. That's always the worst part of decision. Mm -hmm. Is uncertainty. Yes. (laughs) I also... (laughs) I want a set of rules. Yeah.
1: I will sometimes make myself a rule that is stupid Mm -hmm. or that... Not stupid, but it's like, that doesn't need to be the rule. And I'm like... I need it to be the rule.
0: It's a rule. Like, it's a
1: rule because I need this rule. Uh-huh. This isn't your rule. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm also go- I'm also like, you know, I'm in a field, like a creative field. And yeah. so a lot of the rules are like, I am the machine that needs to not break. Yeah. So a lot of these rules are pretty Heidi specific. Yeah. Like, I don't write after 9 p.m. Well, Why not? Because otherwise I won't stop writing until yeah. 1 a.m. And if I break that rule once, that's one thing. But yeah. if the rule isn't there... yeah. I will do so many dumb decisions.
0: If you break the rule, it's breaking the rule. Like it's, yeah, it's not like yeah. destroying it. Yeah. It's like the one time. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you, oh, you made it's an like exception. It's like if
0: you do, it's like if you break a law twice, it's not like it, you get a free pass. Yeah. <laughs> like you still broke it twice. Yeah.
1: And it's like, you need, you need the system to create the certainty. Yeah. I also love that, that, that uh, astronauts are easygoing, like yeah. that NASA looks for people who play well with others, and yeah. I'm just like, that is such good. a good, I like it. That's so good. That's also like not intuitive, yeah. But it makes sense. Like he explains that in the early days, like you weren't traveling for a long time, and so it was okay if people were a little bit of a hard ass, yeah. And now it's like, no, no, no. You have to be up there for months at a time. Yeah. You really need it to be people who get along right, well with exactly. others <laughs> and are, are fun, and, like,
0: are teamy. Like yeah. you can be a team and also have some fun <laughs> because it'll get boring <laughs> on a plane same thing as i'm buckling my seatbelt, i automatically think about what i'll do if there's a crisis i'm like <laughs> i relate heavily to that because i'm always the only one on the plane like i look around while i'm doing it because hmm Like, I just, I'm curious, but (laughs) I'm always the only one on the plane reading the in-flight safety thing. And I'm like, they told us to read it. I'm brushing up. I haven't been on a plane (laughs) in so long. What, you know what to do when we're drowning? All right. Fine. Yeah. Genius. You know what to do in every single situation. You don't have to brush up at mm-hmm. all.
1: Oh, you know exactly where the life vets, vests are on this plane? Because they're somewhere else on every, single, every plane. single plane. every single plane. Every dang time. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh. uh, This quote on leadership. We're ju- just, here's the thing about Astronaut's Guide. He did everything. Yes. He's done a piloting. He's been a commander. Yeah. He's been in everything. This is a great quote on leadership that I love so much. He Okay, so the context is there's an emergency on the International Space Station, and so they need to do a spacewalk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he it's his last um, mission in right. space. Like, And he has already told the, the Canadian Space Agency, because he's Canadian. Surprise! Uh-huh. He's so great. Hey. Um, that he's going to retire, so he knows this is his last chance to right. spacewalk. Um, but he's not the right person for the job. So I'm going to kind of chop up this paragraph a bit so that it's really clear. In other words, I wasn't going out. I had a moment where I allowed myself to experience the full force of my disappointment. This would have been the heroic climax of my stint as commander helping to save the ISS by doing an emergency spacewalk. But Chris and Tom had both done three previous EVAs, two of them together on the same part of the station where the ammonia was now leaking. They were the obvious people for the job. Mm -hmm. All this went through my head and heart for a minute or two, then I made a resolution. I was not going to hint that I had had this pang of envy or say even once that I wished I was doing the EVA. It wasn't the test I would have chosen, maybe, but it was a test of my fitness to command the ISS. Ultimately, leadership is not about glorious crowning acts. It's about laying the groundwork for others' success and then standing back and letting them shine. It was time for me to do that. It was time for me to be a commander. Mm Mm-hmm just like dang it
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like mama yep. always says leaders lead and yep. i'm like dang it
0: <laughs> i don't want yeah. to <laughs> but why yeah i just love one morning a strange thought occurs to me shortly after waking the socks i am about to put on Are the ones I'll wear to leave Earth. Ah. I mean, it just makes all of my, like, these socks are gonna be, like, you know, like, all the small, tiny ones. Mm -hmm. Like, these socks are the ones I'm gonna land in New York in, or like, these boots are shoes I, or shoes that I wore at other, like, in other places or in other countries seems stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Because it
1: is. (laughs) Although I do very much have that thought every time I go on an airplane. Yeah. Uh, If you start thinking that only your biggest and shiniest moments count, you're setting yourself up to feel like a failure most of the time. Personally, I'd rather feel good most of the time. (laughs) So to me, everything counts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The small things. (laughs) Yeah. Sweat the small things.
1: Oh man, if you sweat the small stuff, it's like I feel really good yeah, the days like I the hit Yeah, like the good things. small stuff
0: feels good too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just the bad small things that you have to like sweat. It's like good sweat. Happy sweat. <laughs> like sweating the good small things so that you can feel proud and accomplished. Oh yeah. Like y- y- you have to take
1: the idea that training is the job mm-hmm. is so good. Like the idea that you're never building up to something specific. You're just building up to be ready for whatever comes next. Mm -hmm. I like that perspective so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are so many things in my life that I'm like... I don't know if it's so much like that whole... When God closes a door, he opens a window. So much as, like, this wall looked intimidating. But as it turns <laughs> out, I can just jump right over it.
0: <laughs> turns out I just have these, like, hook things. And I just kind yeah, of, like, just grapple over it. It's Good. Yeah. It's not a big fall. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing I know how to wall
1: climb. Yeah. Like, I've been practicing this. And now the opportunity's here. Hey. It's it's really cool.
0: Yeah. I have um one last quote. Mm-hmm. And it is a paragraph. And I just I relate to it so much and I love it so much and it makes me love him so much. Mm -hmm. But for context, it's um when he's applying to the Canadian Space Agency. Oh, so good. So I'm so excited. I'm buckled up. I have to. Mm -hmm. I had about 10 feverish days to write and submit my resume. Helen and I set about making this thing the most impressive document ever to emerge from rural Maryland. Certainly, it was one of the most vol- voluminous. <laughs> there were pages and pages listing everything I'd ever done, every honor and award and course I could remember. This was back in the day of the dot matrix printer, so we decided we should get it professionally printed on high-quality paper. Then, Helen decreed it should be bound too. <laughs> That would catch their eye. A professionally bound resume, approximately the size of a phone book, but we didn't stop there. I had a francophone friend <laughs> um, translate the entire thing into perfect French, and we had that version separately printed and bound. We proved both documents so many times that at night I was dreaming about <laughs> errant commas, and then we seriously debated driving to Ottawa so we sh- could be 100% certain my application got there on time. Reluctantly, I agreed to trust a courier, <laughs> then called the CSA to m- be sure the package had arrived. It had, along with 5,329 other applicants. That was January 1992.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Oh. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, Excellent. Yeah. Astronauts Guide to Life on Earth there's a lot of great quotes and we've kind of just jumped around on like lessons that the book that the book has. But the reason the lessons are so resonant is Mm -hmm. that he's so good at explaining like by the time you get to the point, it's like, Oh my gosh, whatever he has tucked in his back pocket Mm -hmm. that has made this thing come together so neatly. Like I'm here for it because it's like, Oh wow.
0: What a fun ride. Yeah. yeah and yeah, there's yeah. a lesson. And there's a what? Wait, what? <laughs> there was a lesson in that? Oh, I get it. Yeah.
1: So I have one last quote, and it is it is not that short, but it's I mean, it's not long. Mm-hmm. The upshot of all this is that we become competent, which is the most important quality to have if you're an astronaut or, frankly, anyone, anywhere who is striving to succeed at anything at all. Yep. Competence means keeping your head in a crisis, sticking with a task even when it seems hopeless, and improvising good solutions to tough problems when every second counts. It encompasses ingenuity, determination, and being prepared for anything.
0: Competent. The funny thing is, is also, not only does it count, like, when you... Sticking to a task when it seems impossible, but also when it seems boring. Yes. Like, sticking to a task when you're bored. Hmm. Mm -hmm. competency learning how to like the fact that I think car washes (laughs) are meditative (laughs) so many people will start a task Uh and then not finish it that's not competent (laughs) Yeah, you are not competent because you didn't finish the task you were told or set out to do Mm-hmm. because then that means somebody else has to notice that you stopped doing that task mm-hmm. and then has to leave their task and take over your task while that person is competent it is clear you are not and it is ruining their day
1: it's also something where it's like competence is also being able to pick up someone's slack yeah because parting part of being able to like be a zero yeah. in an environment is making sure that the people who are like negative numbers yeah. don't make an impact yeah. like that they don't like even quote hit yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like i i did the math once
0: <laughs>
1: on it and i okay. estimate that we have you and i have together painted 35 brick or castle flats <laughs> <laughs>
0: is such an excessive amount of well, there was or castle. There was 12. Oh
1: God. There was 12 by themselves in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, brick or castle? 12? There was 12 castles because they were all small. There were 12 separate castle flats in Beauty and the Beast. I counted when we were doing them. 12? Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, counting anything that was, like, a separate unit that had to move oh, by okay. itself. okay. And that, like, okay. had to match... The other units, so I'm I'm also
0: stairs, the stairs, okay, and
1: and I'm counting like Shrek, and I'm counting, so, and putting like things that stairs I count as like as a flat because you also have to paint the stairs, yeah, and that takes so long.
0: Although you don't have to paint the stairs brick,
1: you don't have to paint the stairs brick. The black is yeah, Yeah, it's just black. However, because of that, yeah, I would guess that maybe a quarter. Of the things that, uh, in total. Yeah. And a quarter of all the sets that we've painted
0: have been things that we were repainting because someone else gave up on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's happened so many times. (sighs) We have to repaint Mm -hmm. so many things. And my mother has to repaint so So many things. things. She's in charge of all the sets. Yeah. Yeah. She has to repaint, or she'll be like, "Actually, um, you know, I think we're good on that one. I think we have someone coming in to do that one in a little yeah. bit." because she's so nice and doesn't want to hurt the person's feelings. Yeah, and so she has them go do something else, and then she and then <laughs> when they're gone, yeah, <laughs> redoes it, and that means she has to stay there longer because mm-hmm. she to wait till they're gone so that they're not like oh but
1: yeah yeah. a little pat on on the back for our competency is also knowing what we're not good at yeah like that is one thing it's like there's the joke at the at our at the theater company we're both involved with that like Mm -hmm. we're the one color technicians Mm -hmm. because like we're not great at painting this kind of thing
0: although I've gotten I've
1: gotten much much better better. (laughs) like
0: I've, I've painted a lot of other stuff now oh yeah totally but yeah
1: like I mean Oliver we did pretty much the whole set except yeah. for the posters yeah but it's like and a lot of things I've, I've done now yeah but the idea of like we're gonna start with making sure that everything is fine yeah like bare minimum everything's decent yeah <laughs> and that's a and that's also competency is like yeah. knowing w- knowing that like this person who is good at stuff mm-hmm. who is exceptionally good at stuff should be allowed to do the stuff that takes exceptional yeah. good it does not matter if it's me or them painting this entire thing gray yeah so it better as heck not be them
0: yeah I'm <laughs> because i can paint the thing gray you do yeah. the important
1: things so this whole thing needs to be brown <laughs> yeah this cool. whole thing needs to be brown and then after that you're gonna add stripies. okay so you go paint that poster over there yeah that very detailed painting
0: that very detailed amazing really cool thing i'll paint this brown yeah brown it needs brown it brown. And then stri- and then when that dries, we get stripey brown. And, and then other the brown thing is is you have to finish the brown mm-hmm. because people will be like, okay, and then they'll start it, and then
1: they'll get bored because it's boring.
0: Because it's boring. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. So
1: well, I mean, not everybody can chat for eight hours, yeah. or wants to. Well,
0: like even listening to music. I don't yeah, know. I mean,
1: so much of the time we're not talking I've when we paint.
0: So many people. Don't just, like, listen to music. Like, they have to be doing something. Ugh. I don't understand it.
1: I have to be doing something, but that something can be active listening,
0: if that makes sense. Yeah. Like no, I, I get it. Yeah.
1: Like, I can't sit on my bed, but I can lay down on the floor and listen to music. Yeah. Like, it just has to, right. but, like, no. You're right. so, And so many people, d- well, so many people don't pay attention. Yeah. And so many people don't realize that, like, their attention is a currency. Yeah. That they can pay. And yeah. that, like, by spending time with and Paying attention, yeah. you are attaching value. That's right. why we use the words spending and yeah, paying. paying. Like I want to attach value to things that I value, and right. one of the things that I value is music. Yeah. Um, and that and is it's great. <laughs> that might be one of the secret theses of this podcast is that uh-huh. we are paying a lot of attention to these things that we think are yes. are good and fun. Um. Yes. We are spending our time and paying our attention. Yay. Choo-choo. You can never spend too much attention on a good thing. It's actually true. It's very hard to pay yeah. too much attention. Astronauts Guide to Life on Earth, very distinctly about being an astronaut, extrapolated to this is how to be a functional human being and, and how to become the kind of person that you want to be in whatever field you are. Totally different take on that same subject. The Netflix version of Queer Eye,
0: Boom, oh, I love this show.
1: So much. Also about being a human being and why you deserve to be a proper functioning human. It remind the new mm-hmm. version, by the way, reminds me a lot of, oddly enough, like more, it reminds me more of what not to wear than it reminds uh-huh. me of the original queer eye for the straight right. guy. No, that makes sense. because it's all about you deserve to feel good about yourself. Yeah. like you deserve to be taken care of and that means that you have to show up for yourself. Yeah.
0: You deserve to be taken care of, which means you have to put that energy into it. And that means that you have to pay attention to yourself because you are valuable. Mm-hmm. Spend time on you. Yes. And like it
1: is whoever you are, lean into that. Like and I and and like I sometimes hear people talk about how like there's a lot of parts of us that we don't like and there's a lot of parts of us that are frankly bad and that like need to change like mm-hmm. and the easy example is like don't tell a pedophile to be themselves you know like you'll hear yeah. that crap and i'm just like, I'm like okay i get it bro. but at the same time like i honestly believe that like underneath all of the stuff there is like a self blueprint yeah like there's a blueprint of ourselves or like the platonic form of ourselves like its reflection is buried inside of us and like the idea of unearthing that is so appealing right and i I love how well uh karamo specifically does that Uh, but really i mean jonathan and tan working so hard on just bringing out the platonic form of everyone
0: jonathan just warms my heart
1: yeah jonathan looking at tom jackson and being like this man could look like ulysses s grant if we put enough work into him and it's just like
0: Oh great, that took no time.
1: Well and Excellent. also like you're not you're not trying to make him into George Clooney. You're yeah. not trying to make him into like
0: someone he's not. You're like you look at him and you're like, Oh my god. You it's look like, like Ulysses S. Grant. Let's push you like a little bit further and yeah. get you there. We like, are so close.
1: There. <laughs> yeah. And then Tan just being like, Okay, so this is how to take the next step and Yeah. And this is like I want you to wear prints, but if you're not there yet, this is like the yeah. baby step toward that. And yeah. I I I love that. I cannot tell you how deeply I connected to the Jody episode where they're because, oh, like, yeah. I'm not a hunter. Like, uh-huh. that's not my thing.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not right. opposed to it. It's just that's right. not my
1: thing. But like, the idea of um, being a woman is not, and being like being a woman, and even like being a straight woman, is not uh-huh. about one set of performances. Right. Like, there's no checklist of performances you have right. to hit to be like what you identify as. It's right. just like you are who you are, and that is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm like, I love this.
0: Yes, excellent.
1: Also, Tan being like, it's fine to wear t shirts. And I'm just like, thank yes. you, fashion gods. <laughs> because so many thank years, you. so many years, everyone was like, what's this thing with t shirts? And it's like, as it turns out, there's a grown up t shirt. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Yeah, I read all of *Astronaut's Guide*. There are things that are rocket science. Turns out, it's a real thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is not one of the rocket science things.
1: Yeah, and like that, there's yeah. there's a way to to do what you're already doing, but better. But
0: like elevated and yeah. just kind of like um, more thoughtfully. Yes. And like it putting thought into the things that you already like. Mm-hmm.
1: And putting like, am- yeah. Or
0: you're taken away from, or you are um, not acknowledging as much as you used to. Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to talk about your glow up just for a minute.
1: (laughs) 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 Only because, because it's like the difference between um, the way that you dressed when you were like in middle school and high school. I know where this I know this is is literally feels like just whether or not you were like the amount of attention you were paying to what you wanted to do. (laughs) Like and I I, I can say that about myself as well. Like the amount of time and effort I was willing to put into whether I was actually doing what I wanted to be doing, especially like fashion wise, made the biggest difference because it, it was not. On paper, different, right. but looks-wise, it's like, oh, you look very comfortable in your clothes and yeah. also they look really good on you. And it's like, it's a t-shirt and jeans, but I worked at finding the right jeans. I right. worked at finding the right shirt. Right. Like, that difference between... And I combined them. Yeah. I I worked on it.
0: <laughs> I combined them with thinking, with both of the objects or items in mind, in mind mm-hmm. and thinking of them as a singular unit and <laughs> how that would...
1: Yeah. (laughs) Work. (laughs) I sweated the small stuff and also thought about how I could make things seem cohesive. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And like, that's a silly example, but it's also not because there's a lot of things that are like that. Like, Foods. Foods. Oh my gosh. Food.
0: Items separately can Mm -hmm. be good and you put them together. They can be horrible. Or items that are good separately can be good together. Items that are bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And good separately can be good together. Mm-hmm. Like there are foods that I won't eat alone, mm-hmm. but I'll eat it if it's like with something else.
1: Also, like there, I even though it's not like explicitly in the show, there's like this constant, like the specific example that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm driving at <laughs> isn't in the show, mm-hmm. but there's this constant like adjust it to do what you can do and like yeah just be. Be making an effort and you will be getting where you want to go. Like, if you continue to make the effort, and so, like, from
0: stretching, yeah, like, if you try to reach for your toes and you don't get there and get mad and then don't do it Mm -hmm. ever again, like, you're not gonna get anywhere. But if you try to reach your toes every day for, like, let's say two months, oh man, let's say two, yeah, let's say we're landing level flexible,
1: (laughs) yeah. So let's, let's say go for 2 months. <laughs> yeah, let's say 2 months, but you'll you'll get somewhere. Yeah. Or like for me with with food, like one of the things that I have a hard time with is like textures. Yeah. And so a lot for a while I'm like I don't like making spaghetti because it's so hard to find a sauce I like and then right. I realized, "Oh, I can modify just about any of yeah. them just by like, oh, if I blend this. It's not the complexity of the flavor, it's that I don't like biting into yes. this." And so it's fine and I can make this work. And it's like, okay, this is something that I can do. That's actually, you know, pretty good for right. me, and that is, you know, balanced. And also, I'm not like bound up in. There's only one thing that works. Like, there's right. a lot of ways to make this work. I feel like I'm healthier now than I've ever been, including when mm-hmm. I was a varsity athlete. Yeah, hands down, by far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and kind of having having a show that is like unabashedly positive.
0: Yeah, it's so positive. Like, so, granted, sometimes it's so positive that I'm like. I can't really watch this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not in a positive mood. I can't be. I'm not be, there. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not there to just, like, yay, Jonathan. I'm not there to be supportive of other people yeah. right now. I need to watch something else. But um, it's just, yeah, it makes me happy. It makes me smile. Everybody's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, so good. Everybody. They have yeah. such great chemistry. Like Oh, and that's oh my the God. key, right? Yeah. To the whole show. Oh, Yeah. They have such great chemistry with each other, but also, like, with the people that they're with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they all connect with that person, and then there's usually at least one person that connects with them, like, the most. Mm -hmm. Or, like, more highly because of any, like, one reason. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, it's so nice. And I love, I love Bobby's interior design style. Oh, yeah. So
1: much. Bobby has such a, Bobby has a much more timeless style than a lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. Um. And also he's so good at at cert- at the kind of the connections that Bobby makes are really interesting yeah. and really good. Um and it's it's also a testament to how good the show is, like, yeah. for the people who do it. Yeah. That a lot of them have made the effort to contact each other. Yeah. Like the heroes on the show yeah. are like friends oh my God, with yeah, each other. It's so cute. Uh- <laughs> Last season where Mama Tammy, like Hanied freaking Skyler and Jessica. Oh my God. It's like this is what we should be doing as people yeah. like we should
0: making people's lives better yeah. for them
1: and making people able
0: connections.
1: Yeah. And making people able to like be fully human and like yeah. taking care of each other is not a sign of weakness no taking care of oneself is not a sign of femininity necessarily like you are not weak for taking better care of yourself you are worth treating like a full-fledged human being yes and that is so good and important and i mean they're also like is a point where you can't do it yourself like yeah where taking care of yourself does take that kickstart and on queer eye it's often bobby (laughs) who like comes (laughs) in and is like all right listen Listen, Listen. buddy but like where anthony was someone who like is a really good cook and like has it under control it's like i want to teach you how to go out and be dependent like you're so good at taking care of yourself that i want to teach you how to be taken care of instead right um that is excellent yeah and also how to be taken care of slash how to take yeah. care of the heart of the point of the music we're talking about. yes. The original Broadway soundtrack for Come from Away. Hey <laughs> uh I think m- maybe not the greatest, but certainly I think the best musical in the sense of like everyone is better, <laughs> yeah, for having seen this. like
0: everyone is better for having seen this it's a true story it's a true story so yeah. here's
1: here's the story um the background on september 11th 2001 the entire american airspace was closed and uh during and after the the twin tower attacks mm-hmm. because of that all of the planes that were in the air were ordered to ground pretty much immediately and yeah. so air traffic control internationally was trying to find places to ground these planes and one mm-hmm. of the places uh that a lot of planes got grounded um, 38 planes to be exact yep got grounded in gander newfoundland because gander had what had previously been one of the biggest airports in the world yeah. but after jet engines were invented right. they didn't need this they didn't need to stop and refuel uh-huh. and so they had this massive airport and so they had the space for these yeah. 38 planes the town didn't have space for the thir- for no. <laughs> 38 planes full worth of people uh it was one i think it was like 7000 passengers yeah and 9000 yeah. residents yeah. of the town and so they had to like spread out over newfoundland and and find a way to take care of these passengers while the american airspace was closed um and come from away is is a mixed story of both the passengers who were what were called come from ways mm-hmm. and the people of gander who took care of them and it is told by 12 people the story of sixteen thousand people is told by twelve people.
0: And it's done so well. And it's, it's so done so good.
1: well. And everybody plays both the Newfoundlander and yeah. a Come From Away, at least one. Yeah. Um, and everybody plays multiple characters, yeah. but but that you are as a main character, like two of your main yeah. characters are definitely going to be one person who is taken care of yeah. and one person who is being taken care of. Yeah. Um it is epic and heartwarming and oh. wonderful. And also contains like one of the cutest, sweetest middle-aged romances ever, like a perfect romance. You know, this beautiful interfaith song about what it is to be a good person. The most heartrending mother about mother to son song I think I've ever heard. Also, the story of the very first female American Airlines captain.
0: There's so many side stories rolled up into this amazing collective story and it's, uh, it's, all so cute. it's also cute. It's also cute good. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: And the soundtrack, you, pr- you get a lot of, uh, certainly enough of the story in yeah. the soundtrack to yeah. follow it. And it's also so well performed and so well mixed. Yeah. Like from a music perspective,
0: it's you can hear music. everyone. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard to balance twelve people, and mm-hmm. you can hear everyone.
0: Yeah, it's so good.
1: Mhm. Oh. It's it. It's also like a Celtic,
0: yeah. and world music style yeah. show. It's so Cause good. It's Gander.
1: Cause it's Gander, yeah. Newfoundland.
0: It's just such a cute show. Yeah. But it's also like very important. And it tackles a lot of important things, and yeah, it's it's heartfelt,
1: and it's funny, yeah. and it's tragic, and it's wonderful. Um, and they do a great job. and I know we're talking about the show and not necessarily just the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but I feel like it comes through very clearly yeah. in this in the soundtrack that yeah. they don't ever lose sight of like this was earth shattering, yeah, um, and not but and yeah, and um there there were people who beyond stepped up, yeah, to counter. How bad things were yeah and and that the people of Newfoundland did not see a reason to write a musical about them, yeah, is all the more reason they deserved a musical, oh, yeah,
0: no they're just
1: uh, how are you guys uh, gonna write a musical about making sandwiches? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's so much there, there's so <laughs> like, much there, <laughs> oh, they're just. It's just so cute. Yeah. And it's so nice. So good. And it's just so heartwarming. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like how Jonathan makes me feel. Yeah. <laughs> when he talks to other people, mm-hmm. he makes me feel like he talked to me. And I'm like, I know you weren't s- directing that at me and that has nothing to do with me, but I feel comforted.
1: Yeah. I feel that way <laughs> with Jonathan and Bobby, actually. Yeah. But, uh, but definitely Jonathan. Yeah. The other thing is, it's like, it's properly encouraging Mm -hmm. in the sense that like Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we talk about being encouraged it's it's almost like feeling happy again like feeling uplifted but it's also encouraging as in when i listen to the come from way soundtrack i feel courage yeah like i feel that ability to follow through um and one of my favorite ways of looking at courage is like his c.s Lewis's, which is where i'm sure he stole it from somebody but i've met it in c.s lewis that courage is not a virtue courage is Uh where all of the virtues meet their testing point
0: i like it yeah
1: like courage is not its own virtue courage is the ability to do the thing when it's not pleasant right and so come from way is like the perfect example of right show up point yeah yeah and and like the whole show is just will you show up when the come from away?s show up? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. and, and how well they, how well they do that. Yeah. Mm. Stop bringing toilet paper to the <laughs> lion's club. Like, uh. you know, the guy, I mean, the guy helping the African people realize oh, yeah. that they weren't being taken to a prison camp yeah. by using their Bible. Bible. I'm just like, uh. <sighs> disgusting. You know, somebody saying for the first time that they are Jewish because they're they saw, you know, all these stories ending. Yeah. The fireman's mom. Uh,
0: she, oh. Q.
1: We love uh. you, Q Smith. <laughs> also, it's frightening to realize so that much. Q Smith actually could because uh. it's only one degree of separation. Listen to this
0: podcast. Yeah.
1: We love you so much.
0: <laughs> oh I love you. Just made made the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah i can't i mean i i can't think of a more generous piece of music here it's spoilers ahead we are not pollyanna style optimists (laughs) we uh and rory and i've talked about this a lot off recording Uh but i want to talk about it on just for a sec yeah that's fine yeah the world is a scary and dark place, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest acts of rebellion we can do is engaging with it joyfully and courageously. Yes. Like, it is an act of rebellion to be like, no, this world is still worth loving. Yeah. And still worth caring about the things that people make. Yeah. And we care about them. And come from way is really something that is not hard to care about. Like,
0: No, it's great.
1: It's very hard. Like, whenever someone's like, I don't know how I, f- I don't know, should I bother listening to it? I'm like kicks down door, brings fire <laughs> hose of positivity.
0: Me. Bother. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry
1: if my foot bothers your face. Yeah. There's about to be nothing between you and the sky cuz I'm going to kick you straight <laughs> into space. Say hi to the colonel.
0: Uh, call back.
1: <laughs> I mean, what else is there to add? Yeah, no. Oh. I don't th- Uh oh, also if you're looking for a song to start listening to Come From Away From, uh, your two options are Welcome to the Rock and Me in the Sky. Yes.
0: Like, those are the two songs yes. that it's like,
1: this will give you a good...
0: Yeah, I kind of general.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Me in the Sky is like, if you're going to listen to one song, because yeah. it's the audition song. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, that's the,
1: that's the audition song yeah. of the soundtrack that yeah. I'm sure everyone will start auditioning with. Yeah. Yeah. Rory, do you have a rec this week?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> As I do every week. Um, <clears throat> it is something that uh, Miss Sperber shared with me. Oh,
1: dang. Hi, Steph. Hey. I don't Steph. think she listens to this podcast, but just no. in case. Hi,
0: Steph. She's thought about it. Um, she should. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's like, I c- I'm probably going to say this wrong, and I apologize. Ruskaja, okay, band, yeah, uh, specifically their Berata EP, uh, like not specifically, but just that's the one I was introduced to, and I was introduced to Wake Me Up. It's just it's a parody of Wake Me Up mm-hmm. in a Russian rock style. I do like it, and it's got Roar and Get Lucky on there. It's so good. It's so hilariously good because you don't want it to be good because it sounds ridiculous but like <laughs> they just start screaming at some point oh, and they're man. like he like literally roars <laughs> oh it's so good I can't recommend it highly enough I love it so much and I'm slowly but surely listening to all of the other like albums and music stuff that they have cause they're great gonna be honest I'm completely
1: changing my rec in light of that that's fine. Great. My rec is the Punk Goes series.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: So Punk Goes has is uh, put out by Fearless Records. And uh-huh. it has, I can't even remember, like at least 12. Uh-huh. That's why I can't remember. There's right. a lot. Right. And not all the songs are good. But it's basically punk bands, like contemporary punk bands, uh-huh. covering songs. Either their own songs acoustically right. or classic rock or pop songs. So like some excellent... Uh, songs that we've gotten off of that. Mm-hmm. A heavy screamo version of Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, yep. which is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Oh my God. Yeah. I-, I like covers that take a new spin on things. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about Postmodern Jukebox on this mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. Um, major to minor covers, mm-hmm. but Punk Goes was kind of my introduction to that.
0: <laughs> Whoops. <laughs>
1: It was caught up in you. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of good, 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 good songs on there. And yeah. if you if you're like oh, this isn't for me, like one of the songs, um, I wouldn't bother listening to songs where you d- feel indifferently about the yeah. the original, just yeah. because if you either really like it or really hate it, you will appreciate the cover. Yeah, but if you're just like I don't know this song, don't yeah, worry about it. Don't,
0: yeah, because you're not gonna have a fun time listening to it. You're like I don't get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't worry but about like, it.
0: Yeah, but like Toxic, oh my god. (laughs) It's Uh, excellent. (laughs) I recommend starting with Toxic.
1: Yes, and uh, on the Punk Goes Acoustic, I recommend starting with Swing Life Away, because it's just Mm -hmm. a great song. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the classic rock, Punk Goes Classic Rock, I recommend starting with Paint It Black, because that should always be a duet. Yep. Yeah, I think my Wreck of the Week is the Punk Goes series. I like it. Literally anything that looks moderately interesting in that series for you, go for do it. it. Do it. Do mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Roll credits. My theme song is "Downtown Love" by Reese but eat, It's okay to be sad. This podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both Heidi and I do, do production by reading and watching and listening we'll to all of the things. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes and slash or become a supporter on Patreon. Follow along on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. And we'd love to hear from you. It's true. Okay, bye.